Episode 4. Romeo and Juliet in Space. Welcome back to your unofficial Everything Sucks podcast. Hashtag renew everything sucks. We are back to talk about episode four of Everything Sucks, Romeo and Juliet in Space. I'm Ken Mills, one of your hosts here today, and as usual, I'm joined by... Julia! Yes, Julia. Not Romeo and Juliet, but Ken and Julia. So. <laughs> yes. We're not in space, but we are on Skype. Yes. Today we're doing a walkthrough through this very fun episode and giving it our ratings. Mm -hmm. How many corn dogs? Yes. This episode will get from us. We're going to find that out, and we will have some listener everything sucks fans uh, feedback. We will. So let's get underway in our walkthrough through Romeo and Juliet in space. Yeah. Scene one. The scene opens with "Take It Like a Man," performed by Offspring. Mm -hmm. as the Mighty Three are being assaulted and held down by the drama kids as they're putting makeup on them and harassing them. Yes. Tyler uses one of his defense mechanisms that has probably worked against bullies throughout time and that, that he has to go to the bathroom really, really bad. Yeah. <laughs> and McQuaid says, I find this very disrespectful. Yes. Makeup and lipstick is applied as Luke screams, and then the Everything Sucks logo fills the screen. Mm -hmm. The drama club is straight up Lord of the Flies here. You know what I mean? Yes. It made me not like them. Definitely. I mean, I didn't really quite like them to begin with. They were incredibly showy. Very odd. Yeah. But you've just described me, so... Hey, you're not that bad. Oh, yeah. Mileage will vary. <laughs> Scene two, we see the blinding stage lights as our heroes are facing the taunting drama kids, and Emmeline says, You all look so beautiful. Yes. <laughs> Kate asks, What is wrong with you people? Can you at least listen to him? He is a director, you know. Yeah. Which causes the drama kids to continue to laugh. And then Luke runs behind the stage, and he grabs a pack of Zima. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which catches Oliver's attention. Plops that down. Have you ever had a Zima? I have not. You're not missing much. <laughs> Good to know. It was very popular at its time. At the time this was happening, it was like uh, the the in drink, right? And that's yeah. kind of went out of fashion. So he sets the Zima down, and that catches Oliver's attention. Luke makes a proposal that instead of working on a play that people will only see once... That they should make a movie. Yeah. Also, Uncle Vanya kind of sucks. Mm -hmm. Cedric says, I'll kill them myself, to which Oliver says, chill. Yes. Portrayed greatly by Jalen Howard. Yeah, Shout very out. Very good. Shout out. So Oliver is clearly the kingpin of the drama club gang. Luke reminds the drama club kids that they saw the video that he and the Mighty Three had made. And Jessica Betts says... It sucks. Yeah. He says, we're terrible actors, but if we had real actors, we could make something cool. 
At which point Tyler gets bummed because he thought he did pretty good. Aw, poor Tyler. Protect Tyler at all costs. Yes. There's a disconnect between Luke and Tyler. Have you noticed this during the show? There is a little bit, yeah. He, it, it's like he doesn't ever take Tyler all that seriously. Mm-hmm. And if they had real actors, they could make something cool, something unique, something that this town has never seen before. Yes. Oliver asks, what's it about? The movie, Oasis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Luke stammers and makes eye contact with the gang and stumbles a bit. Oh, um, lots of things, right? I mean, it, it's hard to explain right now. <laughs> Oliver is having a zero bullshit tolerance towards Luke's stammering and sits on the piano, scaring everyone, including Luke, back to attention. Yeah. Oliver says, Indulge us. Luke chuckles and gulps. Mm-hmm. Scene three, we zoom across town to see the logo of the Crouton, the Crouton Factory. Factory. Which <laughs> I guess is this town's version of Olive Garden. Yeah, yeah. The music is playing as the two cars pull up the restaurant. Side by side. Yes, and, and you can hear the music say, I thought I would never find the love that I'm looking for, as Sherry looks over to Ken. Yeah. Sherry O'Neill pulls up in the rain and checks her hair and notices through the rain-soaked window that the car sitting right next to her is Ken Messner. And that Ken is rehearsing what he's going to say. Yeah, and I love how the camera shifts to him sitting in the car giving himself a pep talk. Yeah. Just relax. Be yourself. People like you. At which point Sherry honks the horn, and he looks up. They smile, and they wave. Yeah. Scene four. Inside of the Crouton Factory. Mm -hmm. At the table, Sherry and Ken are given menus, and Ken says, Grazie. Sherry asks if he's ever been to Italy. He says, I wish, have you? Sherry mentions that she has, and that it is one of the perks of being a flight attendant. Mm-hmm. She also mentions that she would like to take Luke someday. Mr. Yeah. Messner says, after he is out of the jailhouse, I assume that Luke is grounded. Ken mentions that if Kate had done what Luke did, she would be grounded for one month, maybe two. Which that's kind of ironic, since... Kate is the one that did this. Yes. And Sherry had to hold her tongue on that, right? Yep. You are a disciplinarian. Ken Messner says, I don't like being the bad guy. Sometimes it's the job. Mm-hmm. The wine arrives. And Ken says, oh, molto bene. Sherry says that she likes to think of Luke and her as a team, referencing their conversation from this last episode. And their whole dynamic. Mm-hmm. But... In the last episode, she was talking about how important it was that they share things with one another, right? Mm-hmm. And here she is, keeping from Luke a secret that she's out on a date with the principal. Yeah. Although, although to be fair, Luke never told her that the girl that he really liked was the principal's daughter. That's true, but she had just asked him to, from now on, don't keep anything from me. Yeah. So, but I'm just saying, yeah. initially, Luke didn't say anything either. That's true. Ken Messner says, does he know that you are out with the principal tonight? She says, no. She's just a little more private when it comes to her interaction with men. Not that she goes on a bunch of dates. Unfortunately, it's most of the time it's passengers who are drunk who want to try <laughs> the Mile High Club. Yeah. Not her idea of romance. 
That's awful. Just saying that she has to go through that when she goes to her job every day. Yep. Ugh. Alcohol and assholes create such situations. Yep. Ken wants to make a toast and they decide to cheer too. Luke and Kate. Ken then says the Mile High Club. Is that some sort of a frequent flyer thing? <laughs> I love this because Sherry does almost a spit take. Which, you know, not a complete spit take, but she she holds it back. And it shows some incredible comic timing on both of their parts. Excellent performance there. Yes. And bless Ken's heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, of course, we know from our interview with Patch Dara that this is the first scene that he and Claudine Neko shot on the set. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. They have a real uh, good vibe with one another. Definitely. Their chemistry is on fire throughout the whole series. Yes. Scene five. Back on stage, the Mighty Four are trying to talk their way out of the torture. Luke mentions that it will be like a sci-fi movie from the 50s. McQuaid. Yes. The camera flashes to McQuaid, and he is as worried as ever. Yeah, he's darting eyes back and forth, and Oliver screams, But what is it about? Side note, McQuaid's face is how I feel because Netflix still hasn't renewed Everything Sucks yet. <laughs> On point. Just saying. Emmeline screams, let's shave their pubes. At which point <laughs> McQuaid says, Luke, think of something. Yeah. Oliver is doing a countdown from ten as Luke stammers. Before he gets to one, though, Kate screams, it's an alien invasion movie. Go, Kate! Um, it's like Independence Day and in that there is a Secret Service guy who has to save the President of the United States, which is a woman, Jessica Betts. She likes that. Yeah. And he has to save everyone from the aliens. Big space battles and a three-dimensional space commander dude, as Luke is trying to sell it to Oliver, which Oliver says, does he die? No. Mm -hmm. Well, he should die. Yeah. Okay, great, he should die. <laughs> <laughs> Movies by committee. Yes. Emmeline steps in and screams, Barf! Sounds like another stupid action movie to me. Kate says that the hero of the story is conflicted and wants to save everyone, but he can't because he is in love. Yeah. Now this kind of tells a lot of different people's perspective here, right? Because Kate's trying to save everybody. Luke's in love. Emmeline's in love with Oliver. And Oliver wants nothing to do with her. Of course. It's, it's just a weird thing how they're pulling this all together. Kate says that the hero of the story is conflicted and wants to save everyone, but he can't because he is in love. And Luke says, with one of the aliens, Luke and Kate make eye contact, and they say that it's really a love story in space. Yeah, it's like Romeo and Juliet, just except they don't die. And everyone lives happily ever after. Yeah. Oliver says, sounds ambitious. Talk is cheap. How do we know you can pull it off? Mm -hmm. Luke kind of has a bit of his footing now, and he says, you don't. I guess you'll have to trust me, which yep. makes Oliver have to test him once again. And Oliver says, I don't trust anyone I haven't had a drink with, as he sets the Zima at Luke's feet and says, start drinking. Meanwhile, scene six, over at the Crouton factory, the wine is flowing. Yes. As Ken and Sherry are having fun, Sherry admits to one thing, that what Luke did was bad, but she was proud that he got into some trouble as they laugh. 
kids need to mess up. It builds character and teaches lessons. Yes, I I agree. I agree too. Most of the things that I've learned in life were because I did make mistakes or watched other ones do them. Those are the best way to learn. Seriously, watch other people make the mistakes and learn from it. Yes. Ken Messner, the principal of Boring High, says, as the principal of Boring High, and they both crack up, I have <laughs> to say that it's my position that I disagree. But as a human being, I agree. They drink in unison and laugh. Sherry says, I bet you never got into trouble as a kid. Ken says, I never did, and I was always good. Sherry says that when she was younger, she wasn't always good. But when she got pregnant with Luke, that straightened her out pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. She says to Ken, is there anything you wish you did? Something to get you in trouble? Something bad? Yeah. Not really, but there is this one thing. <laughs> Their eyes meet, and a mischievous, evil giggle erupts. Ken whispers, I've always wanted to throw toilet paper on a house. That sounds like so much fun, Sherry says. Got any enemies? Yeah. Meanwhile, across town at the school, scene seven, the Zima is flowing. As the cheers erupt, Kate turns to McQuaid. Has he ever had a drink before? <laughs> to which McQuaid says, Do you even know your boyfriend? Luke says, Now that you all trust me, are we ready to make this movie? It's all good. As Tyler looks on with smiles, Oliver grabs Luke by the shoulder and says, Not yet. Have another while we think about it. Yeah. Chug, 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 the gang shouts in unison, including Tyler. Tyler's chanting along. But of course McQuaid stops him. Yeah, much to McQuaid's concern, he thwaps Tyler deep in the chest. Yeah. Luke does his best, alrighty then, Jim Carrey imitation, and drinks the second Zima down as the crowd cheers him on. And Kate looks at Emmeline, who glances back. This glance, can we just say, is just, it's gorgeous. Kate's emotions all wrapped up into that one facial expression. Like, there's just so much there. Mm -hmm. Emmeline glances back, and she looks at the stage, and Kate looks away. Mm -hmm. Scene 8. Sherry and Ken drop a shit ton of shit paper on the cash <laughs> register conveyor belt. The cashier is checking them out as he looks up and realizes he is checking out the Ken Messner, his principal. Yes. His former principal. Mm -hmm. And this is where we meet... <laughs> Dylan Barker. <laughs> Played by Christopher Morrison. And it's so funny. This is one of my favorite scenes. It's one of those little hidden gems within this show. And frankly, yes. I think he steals the scene here. Oh, for sure. He's great. I'm going to try and read some of this. So, you ready? Mm hmm Mr. Messner, Dylan. Dylan Parker, class of 91. And he sticks his tongue out and makes that rock gesture with his hands. Yeah. Charmin. Nice. Quality wipes. Two-ply for sure. Always two-ply. I mean, what are we? Animals? <laughs> yes. Hey, Mr. M, you mind me saying something? Of course not, Dylan. It's just that all those times I effed up. In school, all those times that I should have been expelled, and, and you just set me down and talked straight shit. You didn't have to. I was a dumbass, and most people in your position would have bounced me. But you took the time, and you talked me through it. I would not have graduated if not for you. And look at me now. 
And I'm not being ironic. The way I see it, one day you're slinging hot dogs and butt wipes, and the next day you run the place. That's all because of you. Thank you. No, thank you, Mr. M. That was so amazing. And I love how he looks at the cash register to see how much it costs. Just, it's great timing. It's great stuff. I also think it's, I, I also think in addition to like the comedic timing and everything, I just think it's beautiful because it this is. really, it shows, it shows Mr. Messner's lasting power as an educator. Mm-hmm. And it happens at a perfect time because he's on this date with Sherry. And if there's anything that was ever going to impress Sherry. It de this definitely hypes him up. Yeah, big time. Like Dylan becomes his unintentional wingman. You're right, and <laughs> it was just such a great scene, such a great setup for Ken. Yes. Scene 9, as Sherry and Mr. M leave the store, they discuss Principal Messner's effect on the kids and the importance of motivating kids like Dylan Parker. Yeah. Sherry jokes that at her job, all she does is motivate people to stow their trays in the upright... Why don't you say that? She motivates people to stow their tray tables in the upright position. <laughs> Ken Messner also jokes that she hands out peanuts in those bags that are impossible to open. <laughs> she feigns being bummed out by what he said, and she razzes him. And she says that she thinks actually it's all pretty sweet. Yeah. Because she actually got to see his influence and his work. She's impressed and says, are you ready? Ken says, hell yeah. <laughs> Scene 10 T-Ping mistooks house As Rancid plays The boy is a time bomb Which I feel is talking about Ken Messner Sherry teaches him the proper way To throw a roll of toilet paper Because he was just throwing the roll Expecting it to unravel itself You gotta let it unravel a bit Like 8 feet or so And then toss it, right? Yeah and he is having the time of his life. He is, he is, he is. The trees are now covered, and Miss Stook opens the door. Sherry and Ken drop down to their knees. Miss Stook is shocked to see all the trees filled with toilet paper, and she notices Ken Messner's car and calls his name out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ken, Ken, I can see your car. Seriously. Very mature. I can hear you. <laughs> I'm going to sleep and this better be gone in the morning or so help me at which point she goes in and slams the door and Ken looks at Sherry and says so we went out a few times <laughs> <laughs> now there's no way he can get that toilet paper out of the tree there's there's just no way he can get that toilet paper out of the tree no way no you gotta pray for rain that's really yeah. your only hope have you ever been TP? No, actually. Have you, have you ever gone TP? No. <laughs> what are you doing after this recording? Um, I don't know. Probably going to go TP someone's house. <laughs> I'm on it. Let's do it. <laughs> so we go to scene 11 now, and Luke is explaining the subtle differences between his space movie and others. A very drunk Luke. By are the, the aliens going to be green? Not ours. Ours will be blue. <laughs> And they will film it where? And we'll shoot it at Dominguez Rocks. Mm -hmm. 
And Luke wants everyone to give it up to his girlfriend, Kate, because they came up with this together. Aww. Which Cute. puts Kate back in the deer in the headlights look, because it's kind of like when she was put on the spot to go out with him. It's same kind of look, right? Yeah. And Luke screams, my girlfriend is the greatest, and he asks for another Zima. He's clearly drunk, right? Very. <laughs> and then this really interesting scene happens. Oliver taps Tyler on the shoulder and says, come with me. Can we also talk about how Kate is clearly mortified during this whole interaction? Oh, absolutely. That's that's why I said the deer in the headlight look. She's definitely, definitely, you're on to it. Mm-hmm. So Oliver and Tyler go behind the plastic screens, which are blocking off the stage as they're working on it, trying to repair the auditorium. I love this scene so much. Oliver asks, how long has he known Luke as he lights up a cigarette, and what is his deal? Is he a Meissner? Is he a Stanislavski? Come on. Tyler says, a little bit of both, with Kevin Smith mixed in. I'd just like to say at this point that Everything Sucks reminds me of a really good Kevin Smith movie. You know what I mean? It's got everything, everything in heart. Mm -hmm. Oliver says, nice. Tyler says... They made a movie this summer called Ace Ventura and the Temple of Gravy. Oliver says, it sounds stupid. Who was Ace? Tyler says, I played him. Oh, so you like Jim Carrey? Uh, he's okay. He is the most underrated actor of our times. Tyler says that he should win an Oscar. Yeah. I, I kind of agree. He really is a great actor. He's known mostly for his comedic roles, but... He's brilliant. He is. He absolutely is. And sadly, he has never won an Oscar. I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio didn't win an Oscar until, like, what, a year ago? Yeah. Or two years ago? Something like that. So the Academy needs to stop being late to the party. Mm-hmm. Oliver asks Tyler his name, and he says, Tyler? Oliver says, no, don't throw it away like that. It's your name. You only get one of them. Tyler says he actually has four. Tyler Edward Randolph Bowen. Impressive. You're going to be great when the uh, Trivial Pursuit version of Everything Sucks comes out. You're going to nail yes. it. Yes. So say it then. And he squeaks, Tyler. We'll work on it. They leave the plastic curtain as he puts out his cigarette. And Emmeline sees Oliver and says, spin the bottle, anyone? And Kate looks worried. Of course. We want to talk about being childish. Emmeline playing a game of spin the bottle is pretty childish. Well, I think she's doing it to piss off Oliver. Probably. That seems to be her M.O. If you're not getting petty. the attention you want, create it. Which is petty. Very much. Quite this petty. Is, yeah, very much. Scene 12. Ken and Sherry are laughing as they walk to their car, having yeah. TP'd Miss Stook's place. Mm -hmm. Ken says he thinks it's one of the most fun nights of his entire life. Yeah. It seems like the two of them are longing to pull towards one another, but she thanks him. Instead of kissing her, he looks down and says, I'll see you. She says, okay. And uh, Ken, we don't need to tell our kids about this. There's really nothing to tell. And then he responds with... Totally. Aww. 
She drives away, and he is sad because his smiles just drove away with her. Aww. Scene 13, everyone is seated on the stage but Oliver, who looks down with scorn at Emmeline, who is discussing the rules of spin the bottle. Yes. Tyler makes eyes at the girl beside him. She's not mm-hmm. having much of it, though. No. Emmeline slides the bottle to Kate, who has yet to sit down, and Emmeline says, ladies first, unless you're afraid. Luke comes up and says, she's not afraid, come on. Kate places the bottle and spins. It lands on Emmeline. Emmeline says, well, well, well. And Jessica Bett says, ugh, doesn't count. It's two girls, it's, just a, it, it's two girls, it doesn't count. Kate says, fine by her. Luke says, yeah. my turn. And he spins the bottle towards Kate. And Tyler gives him the finger guns. You're so money. And you don't even know it. Yeah. Scene 14. Luke turns on the black light in the closet. They are alone. Kate says. It smells like wet dog in here. <laughs> Luke says he doesn't mind. His face is covered in neon makeup under the black light. And so yeah. to break the silence, Kate says, I should put on some lip gloss. Thankfully, McQuaid did not eat it all in the last yeah. episode. Luke confesses that he has never kissed a girl in case he sucks. He wanted her to know why. Yeah, baby. Kate leans into him and they kiss. As she pulls back slowly, we see that the lipstick that Luke has on him is now on Kate's lips. And under the black light, it glows. Yeah. Luke says, Wow. And Kate whispers, I think I'm a lesbian. As Weezer's pink triangle softly plays in the background, I'm dumb, she's a lesbian. Their eyes meet and Luke says, What? Just as the door swings open, Oliver says, Time's up, perverts. While you two were sucking face, we took a vote. All right, freshmen, let's make a movie. Yeah. End credits. So, what do you think? Ten out of ten corn dogs. Well, there you go. You're breaking our five corn dog scale, so I'll, I'll let you get away with it, though. <laughs> I was torn on this one for a couple things. Uh, at first, the drama kids really threw me off, right? Yeah. And I didn't like them so much, and I feel that it almost made me not like the show a bit. But <laughs> now that I've seen the whole thing... I glory in this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I thought that the makeup in the makeout closet was so amazingly cool. When Kate pulls back and her lips are glowing, amazing. I just thought from a visual aspect it was very cool. And I think it really it adds to the scene. Oh, it does. Very much so. Did you notice how they kept interplaying Zima with the wine? Like yeah. calling back and forth to that like, like a continuous thread? Mm-hmm. So I wonder what will happen in the next episode. <gasps> so five out of five corn dogs for me, and five out of five corn dogs for you, even though you said ten. We're, we're sticking to it. We've said a, we've got to stick to it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and what's our next episode? Episode five. What the hell's a Zardinia? Yeah. What is a Zardinia anyway? We're gonna find out. So. I think it's time we play a song. Yeah. Why don't you pick it? How about we play Weezer's iconic tune, Pink Triangle? And we'll do some feedback on the other end of it. 
And here on WKIP is Weezer <laughs> with their song, Pink Triangle. That was beautiful.
Hey, Mr. M, hashtag renew everything sucks. This is Christopher Morrison, Dylan Barker, class of 91 of Everything Sucks, and you're listening to Pop. Go Banana Slugs. Everything Sucks Season 2. Let's go. Love that song. Love that album. The whole album is great. One of my favorite tracks. And uh, just an excellent album. This was an album of Weezer's that took a lot of people by surprise. They didn't quite know what to expect. And some call it that sophomore slump, but I thought it was excellent. Great stuff. Pinkerton is the name of the album. Yeah. So let's uh, get online here. And let's get some feedback from the Twitter universe and what's going on out there in the world of Let's Save Everything Sucks. Hashtag Renew Everything Sucks. What do you have for us today, Julia? All right. I have a few tweets on deck. The first one is from someone on Twitter whose username is at HeyArnold955. And they say, hashtag Renew Everything Sucks. It is so relatable and real, way more real than you know. Which show that got hyped up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Our next tweet actually comes from the man with a plan, the corndog kid himself, at CarterJohn01. He responded to a tweet that one of the show's creators, Michael Mohan, posted, talking about how they wrote into Netflix asking them to reconsider back when they first made the decision. And Carter says, We believe in you, the creators, Ben York Jones and Michael Mohan. We believe in Everything Sucks TV. I believe we are a strong group of people with one goal in mind. The renewal of our favorite TV show, Everything Sucks. We can do it. We are banana sluggers. Hashtag renew Everything Sucks. Mm -hmm. You tell him, Carter, John. Mm -hmm. This is from someone on Twitter whose username is by Beach Bay Bitch. Don't ask me. (laughs) They said... Okay, I've just watched Everything Sucks, and I'm really PO'd because after the first season, I was so hyped on this, and I had searched for some news about the second season, and guess what I found? Okay, that is not okay. Hashtag renew Everything Sucks. I also saw where a user named Cyan, whose handle is at Valor Mygolis, she got a tattoo of Chemiline. I saw that. Of the two of them sitting on the steps. Yes. She says it looks a bit red because this was just after it was done, and it's hard to take a pic because it wraps around, but here it is. Yeah. And she sent that with the hashtag, I am Kate Messner, at Peyton Kennedy, at Sydney Swinney, Michael Moen, and at Netflix, and all the cool things that we do. That was pretty impressive. Very surprising. Very impressive. Very cool. Yeah. This one is from Twitter user at Young underscore... Y-A-E-J-I. They say, I want to see more Cedric in season two, so renew it, please. Hashtag renew everything sucks. Yes, more Cedric. More of everything. By the way, we uh, I recently got to interview Christopher Morrison, who played Dylan Parker from the class of 91 in Everything Sucks, and it's going to be a really fun interview. We're going to do a special episode. We're going to have some guests from the Twitterverse and people who have written really nice things about Everything Sucks and why the show should be back on the air. Giselle, I'm looking at you. Yes. She's going to be joining us soon. Mm-hmm. Here's a tweet from at City Chemiline. They say, Emmeline Adario is such a beautiful character who has so much to give. We deserve her past and future history with Kate. Please bring her back. Hashtag renew Everything Sucks. 
This is from at Aina Adario. They say, at Netflix, not interested in everything sucks anymore? Okay, we get it. Now how about releasing the rights so the creators of the show can keep working on it? They're really talented people with a great story, and we're eager to listen to what they have to say. Hashtag renew everything sucks. I'm all for that. If, if they're not going to do something with this property, let's get it to somebody who, who will. Yes. All right. You got another one? Yep. This one is from at renew underscore every underscore sucks. And they say, this is such an amazing show that doesn't deserve to be canceled after just one season. Let's help change their minds. Post using the hashtag renew everything sucks and request the show here. Which brings me into my next point. If you, listeners, want Everything Sucks to come back for season two, post on all of your social medias with the hashtag renew everything sucks and go to help.netflix.com slash pt slash title request and put in Everything Sucks season two in all three boxes and press submit. I do that often. Oh, and when you're posting, don't forget to also tag at Reed Hastings, who is the CEO of Netflix. Mm-hmm. And be nice. Be nice. This is all done in love. Be nice. Of course. Be clever. Be funny. But be nice. Yes. In other sad news, Rise has been canceled. Yeah. And the entire cast and crew over there and their fans, and I'm one of them. I'm sure you are as well. I am we're, too. We're, we are all very sad about this. And, and there is a trending hashtag for that it is people that are trying to save the show are using the hashtag rise again and they're also using the hashtag save rise and they're also using the hashtag renew rise nbc mm-hmm. so let nbc know it's really sad because these are two of my three favorite shows that were on the air and both gone so fast and they both have excellent 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 lgbt representation Mm-hmm. Well, and representation of anyone that's human as well. It's, yes. It's really a damn shame. I, I applaud everybody that was part of that show. Me can't, too. Can't say enough good about it. We yeah. love Rise. Where can we be found? You can find us on Twitter at PopStaffTweets or at P. Kennedy Updates. If you want to tweet me on my personal account, it's at DayTweetsThings. That's D-A-E. Very good. See you on the social media, and keep trying, keep trying, keep trying. Hashtag renew everything sucks. All right, well, we will see you on the next episode of our unofficial Everything Sucks podcast, where we will look at season one, episode five of... Everything Sucks, called What the Hell's a Sardinia? Uh-huh. And we also have a couple special episodes here and there where we interview cast members or other people that are involved in the movement so stay tuned that's right thank you very much and we will see you banana slugs we'll see you on the next episode bye banana slug and that's our show our podcast is an online nonprofit audio fanzine made for fans of the netflix original series everything sucks by fans of the netflix original series everything sucks Any samples of music or TV heard here remain the property of their owners. Our show is not affiliated with Netflix or Everything Sucks, and opinions heard here belong to the people who express them and may not reflect the views of our staff. If you like something you heard, buy it or subscribe to it today. 
If you enjoy the show, like us on Facebook or Twitter and rate us on iTunes. Thanks for listening. And until next time, I'm your announcer, Christine Wolf, saying, remember, hashtag renew everything sucks. Hashtag save banana slug. Yeah. <laughs>